Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 152. This week on the show, I've got an incredible conversation with Kyle Rutchland of the band Havoc Faction. Um, I'm telling you guys now, put them on your fucking radars because they are really, really close to blowing up. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, stuff that they released this year that's going to really start resonating with people and uh, elevating them. So I had a great time talking with him. Uh, we touched on all kinds of stuff, uh, kind of the formation of the band. Uh, they are a concept band, so we talked about the conceptual world that exists uh, in the band's lore, uh, as well as the inspiration and um, design <laughs> inspiration that he's taken from comic books such as uh, comic book characters such as Nightwing and Red Hood. Um, we talked about the new music. They just dropped a single called conflicts and confrontation be sure you go check that out um and yeah just had a really cool time talking with him and and big shout out to him for reaching out to have this conversation so um yeah let's just dive into it this is my conversation with kyle rutchland of the band havoc faction um yeah so to kick things off i do start with the same boring ass question every time simple introduction man who are you and just a little background on yourself What's up, guys? My name is Kyle Rutschland. I am the frontman of Havoc Faction, the vocalist. Um, Havoc Faction technically is like, it's something I started by myself. Um, but I have turned it into a band. And I've had a few different lineup changes. Um, I'm pretty much the key consistent member. <laughs> right. Um, but it's... Uh, it's my baby. I formed it. I actually, I came up with the idea initially back in 2016. Um, I was in a band called Greenlight Theory. We were mm -hmm. a pop punk band. Um, I played bass and sang. My brother Corey was the front man for that one. Um, but we kind of formed it with each other. And then we had the idea. I named the band and uh, we wrote a song and then I brought it to a friend of ours, Scott Waldman of Walden management now good for him he's yeah. killing it um and uh we did that band for about three years had some minor success played with like hawthorne heights against the current um out in like new york city and stuff it was my taste of like wow i'm in a band right <laughs> and we're playing big shows and i'm playing across the country um this is rad <laughs> um so when that did end, I kind of was like, I don't feel done yet. I don't feel like I can just stop. Like after getting a taste of that, yeah, I was like, I have to keep going. Um, so I put the bass down and I invested more of my time and effort into my vocals. And um, I've always loved screaming music more. I've always mm -hmm. loved heavy, heavier music. I loved metal, hardcore, post-hardcore, punk. Um, so I was like, I kind of want to get into that. I want to, I want to write some darker, heavier stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I wrote my first song called keyboard warriors. 
Um, I recorded it with my buddy, Joel, Joel Ferber of the band True North. Um, he's been my producer basically, yeah, since that first song. Um, and that's how I got my start. And that's, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> that's it, in my background. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool to hear all that because, you know, it is one of those things that, you know, you made the comment that you got your, your taste of what it's like to be in a band and then when that thing kind of went away, it's like, okay, but that I'm not fulfilled yet. Like I know there's more to this and I need to keep chasing that. And I think that's a, a really powerful statement. Exactly. Yeah. I thank you. I mean, I feel like that kind of goes for anyone who's um, got a taste of their passion. You know what I mean? They, they, they've got a taste of some, uh, any sort of success that, yeah. uh, that is like you said, fulfilling. And um, it's hard to just kind of let that go and be like, well, that was cool while it lasted. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I was like, I got to keep going. I got to at least like give it my all for a few more years. And then, you know, I'll, I'll reassess right. when I get, get to that point. But cause I'm one of those people that like, I, I, I kind of know when to quit, I guess, sort of kind of like, I kind of know if I'm at a point, like I'll never put myself in like a really dire situation to try to you know reach goals like i don't know i'm like almost too responsible <laughs> right <laughs> uh, yeah, i'm a young adult now <laughs> so yeah, it's like sometimes yeah. doesn't it <laughs> yeah you know once you once you are in your 30s you're kind of like okay well there's really only so much i can sacrifice at this point to try to make this dream come true but i think along with that it, it does make you smarter it makes you uh, you start really looking at your moves. You start like trying to work smarter, not harder, you know? Um, and I think with that just comes with a different respect, but also approach towards right. for me, you know, being a musician, but you know, however you can fit that to anyone in their lives. Um, I just feel like, yeah, with age comes a different approach and uh i'm i'm happy with i'm content with where i'm at uh obviously yeah. i want to keep working harder but um i'm grateful that i haven't um you know lost like i'm not in like an incredible amount of debt or anything i've never had to live out of my car like I've given myself like a good life while like chasing this dream, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's obviously super important because, you know, they're sure for a lot of artists, they talk about the struggles, what made them and stuff. And I'm not saying that that's not true, but like at the same time, it would be very easy to look at this and be like, well, I can't afford my house anymore. I'm living in my car. Like it, it's time to give this up because this isn't the life that I want, you know? And, maybe you are the next song away from blowing up or whatever, but then, you know, circumstances get too heavy. Um, and I don't want to talk about them too long, but I do want to give a shout out. You mentioned Joel. Uh, I had to see which episode it was. I actually had them back in episode 34 uh, and you're going to be oh, okay. episode number 152. Uh, so, you know, two years ago, I talked to uh, Joel and the boys in, in true North and had them on the podcast and it's been incredible to see their journey as well because you know that's oh, one I of those that. yeah it's one of those things that kind of the full, full circle thing that we were talking about before uh the official episode started you mentioned like looking through the people that i've 
talk to and you know a lot of them and it's it's incredible like how small the music industry really is when you bake it out like it's mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody or everybody knows somebody that knows somebody and it's just a matter of finding those connections yeah it's exactly true and that's always been uh something I, I just pay attention to i uh i'm a i'm a extrovert like by nature i like being around people i like being at events um, I love meeting new people. I love connecting with people. Um, I like, I would say even my, one of my strengths is I I'm really good at connecting people to people. Yeah. Um, and I, and I take pride in that. I take pride in being able to be that bridge because I've had people be that bridge for me. So it's kind of just my way of paying it forward. Um, I love, I love Joel and true North. I feel like, um, we've kind of come up together, you know, Joel, technically when I first met him, they, I think just put out their first EP back in 2016. And then, yeah, Joel recorded my first song or my first two songs. And I released those in 2017. Um, and then, yeah. And then he just did our newest song conflicts and confrontation. He produced and engineered that one, mixed it. Um, and it's probably our best song yet. Yeah, that's it. That's at least the response that we've gotten. Yeah, it, it's super dope. Um, it made the most recent update of our weekend waves playlist. Um, so I picked, you know, 10 songs every week. And, you know, you guys were in the top 10 of the songs that I was looking at this week. So hell yeah. Um, and I, I yeah. appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's super dope. So uh, for people that aren't familiar with you yet, um, you know, COVID happened and it muddied the waters for a lot of people and they didn't get to get Mm -hmm. familiar with, you know, you guys were kind of emerging into the scene and then COVID happens and shuts everything down. So it was really easy to get lost in the, in the shuffle there. Um, For people that aren't familiar with you, let's give a little background on Havoc Faction and like the conceptual world that this thing lives in. Oh, absolutely. Um, Really quick before I do that, I'm going to get my water. I realize. Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) One sec. All good. Okay, here we go. So I'll give a little, yeah, let's do a little, a little Havoc Faction history. Yeah. Um, we released our first EP in 2018, Welcome to the Fight. Um, we recorded that in 2017. Basically, 2017 was like kind of the year I got the band, like I got members, had the idea. I knew that um, I wanted to be a concept band um, after discovering bands like star set and ghost uh ice nine kills um i was like i want to do something cool like that well actually this is before ice nine kills really got into their concept their concept i think came about in uh, 2018 or 19 that sounds about right like 2019 i think is when it uh released they had a couple of singles coming in yeah yeah the silver scream uh so actually i came up with this concept yeah in 2016 when greenlight theory ended i was like Dude, I love comic book stuff. I love superhero stuff. I love sci-fi. Um, I was like, I want to I wanna be a band that where I can be a vigilante and wear a yeah. cool mask yeah. on stage and have a comic book like Coheed and Cambria does. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like the story that goes with the music. I was like, I want, I want something cool like that. I'm just like one of those people that it's hard for me to, um, I don't know, half-ass anything. <laughs> Right. And I was like, if I'm going to 
do this again, be a band, I'm just going to go hard. I'm going to like, just, just, I'm going to pick something that's really hard. I'm going to be a concept band. Um, but that's just because I like, I just love narrative. Um, I enjoy like music coinciding with a story. You know, I've always grew like grown up. I've always loved like soundtracks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to movies and things like that. And uh, I was like, I just, I get to create my own story and I get to create the music that goes with that story. So that just like excited me, like that whole idea. Yeah. Um, so I kind of came up with that and I just ran with it. Um, I came up with like my persona call, I call myself backdraft, um, which I can't even tell you how I, there's a couple things about backdraft. I know there was, you know, there was the nineties movie with Kurt Russell. Great movie. <laughs> um anything Kurt all- Russell did let's be honest <laughs> oh dude Kurt Russell's the man dude um and then there's uh Thrice has a song called Backdraft off of their Fire EP mm-hmm. um so I was like I don't know I just thought that was like kind of a really cool name um so I just kind of picked that um Ziggy Stardust David Bowie was a big inspiration behind this idea of reinventing yourself as a persona mm-hmm. um when he went from being David Bowie and just reinventing himself and being Ziggy Stardust and putting out that, that concept record. Um, that was kind of inspiration. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do something cool like that. So I, I, I started going to shows dress as backdraft, at least like my early incarnation of that look. And, um, I started telling like all my friends who are still in the band, uh, in the scene, the SoCal scene. And, um, they're all like, cool, can't wait to see it. So I started showing up to shows just as backdraft with like, you know, the HF logo shirt and everything. And yeah. start people like started recognize me at shows. Um, yeah. So it kind of that's how I started building that momentum. And then when we came to fruition and played our first show in 2018, we opened up for um The Beautiful Mistake and Dogwood, who mm-hmm. were bands that were like, you know, had their time in the early 2000s. Um and so getting to open up for them and play at chain, that was our first show. That was awesome. It was like sold out. So I was super fucking cool. Um, super Such great an place. iconic venue too, you know? Like- oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Chain, chain was great. I got to play it a couple of times with green light theory. Um, but being able to play it as a first show for havoc faction was fucking awesome. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, we had our release show that year. We played a few awesome shows that year started building that momentum all the way through 2019 um but then in 2019 that's when i kind of lost all my members everyone kind of just went different ways i'd want i had two members go back to school one member just couldn't really afford to be in a band at that time um it's just kind of stretching him thin he also had some personal stuff he was kind of facing and then another member he was he lived kind of far and he was trying to work on personal stuff like you. I think he was like um, going to get engaged and he wanted to work on like buying a house, things like that. So being in a band just didn't really make sense for him either. Yeah. And I was like, totally understand it, guys. I appreciate you all for helping me carry this this far. All good. Um, so then I found a new lineup in like early 2020. And I was super psyched. We started I was teaching them all the old songs and we started like even kind of dabbling in some new, new stuff. Uh, but then COVID, and COVID broke out. Yeah. 
And like I, I said like, earlier, you know, just as as the momentum is going, it's like, oh, sweet. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. I was like so hyped on this lineup, too. It was going to be really cool. And then, uh, yeah, COVID hits. So then we are like, OK, guys, I guess maybe we shouldn't like meet up for a little bit. So I think we gave it like a month and then we're like, yo, I kind of miss playing music. You guys just want to just get together like we have a big lockout. So it was like we can kind of, you know, just be around each other but obviously you know don't show up if you're if you are feeling sick or you know whatever yeah take take, take some precautions you know but it's cool we, we met up practiced and stuff and i was like all right cool so like we'll keep this going and then like and the lockdowns got worse and like next thing i know like i wasn't like you know my job was like closed down they weren't even gonna reopen and i was like fuck okay now i'm jobless <laughs> <laughs> uh and then yeah then it's just kind of the other members were like yeah i don't know man i don't uh this is kind of making me even reconsider about being in a band at all <laughs> yeah Not even just this band just in general like who knows if how long touring is going to come back it's just everyone's just in a state so i was like shit even myself i was even like man do i even want to like I have no idea what the world's going to be like. It really, I got real depressed for a little bit just because I was like, damn dude, like, will I be able to be a musician again? Like, I don't want to do these like kind of live stream stuff. Like I, right. I'm in it, I'm in it to play shows with people and, you know, touch their hands and knock into them. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm into yeah. that, that physical contact and that personal connection. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I kind of just spent that summer living life and just being free from like having to be in a band and like work on that like you know full time like I was like wow okay I gotta just have no obligations yeah and um my girlfriend at the time we went on this like amazing road trip and for like two weeks we just explored. We were just outside and just reconnecting with nature and just just really got outside all all of the the madness that was like happening that was just taking over. And it was such a nice retreat. And it made me be like, yeah, I think I just need to write some music right now. I don't need to yeah. be so focused on trying to build, you know, build things up right now. I just need to write some music and just go from there. So I did, I wrote uh, a song called Crossfire and I knew I wanted to make an epic music video for it. So I was able to shoot some cool stuff with some friends of mine. And um, I basically, and then I hired this uh, animator uh, artist from uh, Italy. He's incredible, Andrea. Um, I pieced together this music video, this song, and I released that in, uh, 2021. So after the whole thick of 2020, I came back, came out, you know, life started getting better. The, a lot of the things were lifting, all the restrictions were lifting and I got to be like, bam, here's, here's a new Havoc Faction song and a yeah. music video at tell it like showcases, like what this band is, you know, where I had like the comic book artwork. I had really cool cinematic scenes and stuff that just really, put you in this world that I've been trying to build for so long. And so it finally, like, it was like the culmination of just like everything I wanted this band to be. Yeah. And I was so stoked about it. And I, uh, worked with a, a PR company and 
gave it like a really big push and it was like my biggest song that I've ever done. And I was so proud of that. And um, it just was like, all right, cool. I can keep going. So then uh, I got a whole new lineup. Um, and that was in 20, yeah, 2021. We just spent the time just practicing because shows were still not really quite coming back yet. So right. I was just spending the time of just really building the brand up and showcasing like Havoc Faction 2.0 and what it's going to be and what people can expect. So when 2022 came around, I was able to debut the new lineup, um, you know, did photo shoots, stuff like that. And we booked our first show as our first show since 2019. So it was at the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood, which was dope. Like usually, you know, yeah. that venue only puts on like big shows, usually with like, you know, big names. So it was cool that they did this. They, we were, uh, we're part of this thing called the LA Rock Collective, mm-hmm. which is, uh, we have like, I think 20 plus bands who are part of it now, but um, we were one of the founding members. Um, it was, te- it was technically founded by a band called Hunted, who was really cool. I'll have to like refer you to them. They're, they're a really awesome up and coming uh, LA band. Um, they invited Havoc Faction to join it. We're like kind of one of the first, we're like one of the first 10 bands who joined it. And, um, and in the past year, like that, that thing's really exploded. It's yeah. really like, we're, I'm so grateful to be part of that. And for our first show back to be at the Hard Rock Cafe, part of the LA Rock Collective, it was huge. We had like, I think there was over a hundred people there. Um, I think, Havoc Faction alone drew like 70 about people. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude, for not having played a show since 2019, only putting out one song in the past. <laughs> like, God, I like, I mean, our last release, I re-released our first EP in 2020 with like a couple bonus songs and stuff like that. Right. But I really haven't put out like a new song since 2018. So I was like, damn, I hope people still care about this. But uh, it just reignited everything. People started rediscovering the previously released music. Crossfire was just doing really well for, you know, for my budget of marketing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I was really stoked. So I was like, cool, we got momentum back. And I was so happy with like the new lineup. These guys were, it looked awesome. They sounded good. Like I revamped like all the looks for everyone. So like everyone had, of course, had their own personas and their costume, you know, and uh, yeah, so 2022 is just uh, based on just we played a bunch of awesome shows. I got to open up for Gemini Syndrome, which was so cool. I've been a fan of theirs for a little while. Um, so that was really rad. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then we wrote a new song and we recorded that. And then we, that's the one we just dropped recently, Conflicts and Confrontation. Yeah. So that's basically our history in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the dope thing about all of that is, you know, it sounds so fucking cliche, especially with you being out in LA and whatnot, but the trials and tribulations of, of the band lineup changes and, you know, obviously COVID was the reason for it, but like being closed out of clubs or not being able to play shows because of whatever, you know, issues exist. Um, and then to, like you said, kind of come back and and have a decent number of people and be like, oh, shit, they still care. Like, this is still a feasible thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was humbling. 
and it just was it just reignited and it just proved i'm like all right cool i'm not meant to give up yet <laughs> yeah yeah um quickly you mentioned you know several concept bands there's two that came to mind that you didn't mention that maybe you don't know about but they're super dope i think you'd be into them because they're on the heavy side of, oh, you know, the concepts. Uh, so one is called Boy Becomes Hero. Um, his name oh, is- Oh, I don't know them. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll shoot you a message with him. Um, his name's Andrew. He's based out of Michigan. Does this super fucking dark stuff. Like it is, it is intense. Um, and then the other one is a band called The Gloom in the Corner. And they've got this like, kind of the same concept as you, as far as like, it's the comic book feel to everything. You know, it's this very epic uh, story. They just dropped their latest album um, called Trinity. And it's like the story of the main characters moving through like a level of hell and all that. Like it's, it's super intense. And I think, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's so cool. And I, I think that's the thing with conceptual bands. Like it's easy for, I'm going to sound like such a fucking gatekeeper or asshole. I don't care though. For casual listeners of music to look at a concept band and be like, Oh, it's only about the gimmick. You know, like they're, that's the only thing that they have going for them. Guar like, Oh, they don't make good music. It's just about the putting on a costume. Like, no, listen to the shit. Like, yeah, there's so much depth to what this actually is. And it takes, I don't want to say more creativity or more talent necessarily, but it's a different type of entertainment, even though it's still within music. Absolutely agreed. It is a different type of thing. And, uh, and at the end of the day, I know that people will, you know, I, I knew going into this, people are going to talk shit. People will talk shit regardless. Right. <laughs> but I would just rather be at least memorable. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, even yeah. if like, even if someone's like, I, that's so stupid. Look at his stupid fucking mask. <laughs> at least now, like, if you ever hear of a like, oh, you know, Havoc Faction, like you're going to know who exactly they're talking yeah. about. Like, oh, yeah, the band with the stupid fucking mask. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. band, the one that yep. you now have ingrained into your brain. Um, But like, yeah, for me, it's like. It's it's just another like you said, another layer of entertainment, like why I love to go like I haven't seen Gore. I've always wanted to. But like my buddy just went to a Gore show and just had the time of his life. And it was his first time, I think maybe his second time. I know that he's a big fan and uh, he's like, dude, time of my life. Like just, yeah, it's another, when, when you're able to bring another level to your uh, live show, that's like, that's your job. You know what I mean? Right. right. And I just like, I just knew I didn't, I, I knew I just didn't want to go on stage and just play songs. And the, you know, there are bands who not, who are not concept bands who, you know, they, they do go on live and, kill it and like they they put so much more stuff into their shows like right i'm not saying you have to be a concept band to have an entertaining live show that's not what i'm saying at all but it is just an extra layer of, of entertainment like uh at a havoc faction show like for example what i introduced um last year in 2022 uh is a villain and that villain shows up to some shows um shows that we're able to do it at um and we have a fight scene in the middle of our set and uh, we wrote, we even like, we composed a song to, you know, fight, like we wrote, we wrote, we called it the fight song. Yeah. Um, so when it happens, like, you know, we have our cues and stuff and then the song plays and me and the villain, we just go at it for a solid minute. And uh, 
I usually lose because the song that we play after that is called My Human Condition. And it's a song that's about literally like the lyrics are about like I was trying to tell a story with that song and those lyrics and paint the picture of picking myself up after losing a fight and I'm bleeding out and I'm trying to find the will to keep going on to keep fighting. And um, so it just made sense to at least for until I write a song that's about prevailing, <laughs> right. um, which is, you know, conflicts and confrontation now could probably come after the fight scene. Um, but it just made sense, like thematically and, and like story-wise, like I lose the fight and now we play my human condition and sing, I sing about picking myself back up. Um, and people like, they loved it. Like they, I knew that I, at this day and age, Yes, I don't want like it's it's a it's a bittersweet thing. You don't want like everyone just sitting on their phones, right, the whole time at a show. But if I'm gonna give them a moment, I want this to be it. You know, I want I want them to like bust their phones out, take some photos and videos of this because I want them to be like, holy shit, what is happening? I need to share this. Right. So it's kind of like it's my own way of showcasing like, yo, this is what like you want to share. Yeah. Um, cause this is like the standout part. Yeah. Especially for those people that maybe aren't fully paying attention. And like you said, like look up and all of a sudden it's like, wait, why are those dudes fighting? Like, yeah. What just fucking happened here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really cool. The feedback that we received, um, from that online and people at the show, cause I've posted some cool clips online and shared it and people, and I've had people discover like that clip and be like yo what is this <laughs> you got is this a band with a fight scene <laughs> yeah like what is happening so you know that's uh that's our way of being a gimmick <laughs> no nah, it's just our way of just entertaining i want to i want to be outside the box i feel like this day and age you know it's you're either trying to ride the coats of nostalgia which is cool. There's bands that I come out that I'm like, I love this because it sounds like from first to last meets under oath. And this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm all about. I love, you know, bands that still hold on to that sound. Cause that's where my heart is. Um, but also trying to do something that is different, that is new and out of the box. And, you know, if, if like, you know, like you said, these other two, uh, Uh, concept bands if we can come together and just do our own tours and we do our own cool things on stage that have to do with our concepts um then that's fun too now we're a whole new thing we're superhero core or whatever you know what i mean we're we're comic book core like whatever just something that's just like kind of unites that and like our crowd and you know i love comic con i love going to uh different conventions and stuff like that i love i love like those kinds of fans those diehard fans that's what i am like when i get into something like i need all of it i need to collect all of it yeah and so it's like i like those kinds of fans so if i can get to those those fans and like get their ears and their eyes i just know that they'll fall in love with it so yeah well and i think you know again to to set yourselves apart like being in this kind of comic book realm of having a universe and having this story and this concept and everything. Um, you know, you mentioned Comic-Con and like, if you get the right fans into a conceptual band, like all of a sudden there's fan art, there's people doing cosplays of characters in your universe. And it's like, how, how do you say that you're a Justin Bieber fan? You buy his fucking shirt and just go to the show. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's nothing that sets apart 
that type of uh and nothing not knocking justin bieber whatever but like <laughs> a traditional band it's cool i i bought their merch that's how how i can show my love and support and that's a great way don't get me wrong but when it's a concept band and you can visualize these characters yourselves and like i said fan art and doing cosplay now it's like it's really bringing this thing of music to life and impacting in another format yes absolutely agreed i i love being able to ignite like that creative inspiration in in a fan like whether they love to draw or paint or cosplay anything like that um to be able to ignite that inspiration of uh, creativity within them like that's that lets me know i'm doing like what i feel like i'm setting out to do because that's yeah. that's the only reason why i want to do this is to inspire others the way that i was inspired before by other artists you know what i mean yeah it's just my way of just paying it forward absolutely um so one of the things i wanted to ask you about for traditional artists, I don't really ask this question normally because I try not to take things away from people, um, like meanings of songs and stuff. Sure. Being a conceptual band, it's a little easier because it's part of the story arc, right? So let's talk a little bit about the the new single um, and you know, kind of give where this this song is starting to direct the story arc in your mind, and you know, kind of what the future holds from this point. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm so, dude, I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Crossfire kind of leaves off with, you know, the story of that song was about um, losing uh, his faction member Brace and, and then thus losing the other faction members. So Backdraft was by himself, lost, um, hurt, trying to find the will to keep fighting, trying, trying to figure out what do I do next? Do I just try to take this on myself? Do I try to recruit new faction members? Do I just give up entirely? So like that song was kind of left at like a whole crossroads thing, um, which I'll be using um, our graphic novel that'll be coming out or comic book, soon to be graphic novel, but uh, comic book issue. Um, we have it written. I just needed, I had an artist lined up, then he dropped off another artist and then he just never responded to me so i don't like he, he was like yeah let's do it da 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 and then like i just never heard anything back yeah and i'm like what is happening so anyways um i have the comic book who's going to kind of fill in some blanks but it's basically leading into conflicts and confrontation which is about finding that fight again um and you know like that just that opening line like i am not a i'm not the one to turn away uh from conflicts and confrontation you know um it's about like finding that fight within yourself finding that reason to keep going um but then i also kind of put some themes in there um the whole course uh disassemble me and make me fit into your constructed reality um it, it coincides both in the, I, I always liked my lyrics to coincide with both reality and the story. Um, the reality part of that, the inspiration behind that is um, with a lot of things going on, especially with social media. Um, what I can't stand now with social media is that it's about following trends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ever since TikTok came around, it's like, whatever's trending, do what's trending. If you do what's trending, then you'll get exposure and people will see you and they'll like you. And um, I just feel like it's 
absolutely killing a lot of um, originality because it's like unless you follow that formula, you won't really your your art or whatever you're doing just won't really get seen. And for a bit, it really fucking pissed me off because <laughs> <laughs> I've always grown up part of the counterculture. I've always grown up making fun of kids who follow trends and you know just yeah people who don't think for themselves and like i feel like just with everything that's happened in the past couple of years um it's just been a lot of not thinking for yourself yeah and that was something i really struggled with because i've always just been like a very independent thinker i've always just come to my own conclusions i do my own due diligence on just trying to find truth and seek knowledge and um there was just a lot of bashing on that that was happening no matter wherever you are on your on you know on your side of things or whatever your views either way i just feel like there shouldn't be any bashing on trying to ask questions right and there shouldn't be bashing on having your own formula on how you present your art it shouldn't be like like you mentioned earlier about gatekeeping, like I feel like it's just a lot of gatekeeping on social media now. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, you're just going to be seeing a lot of the same shit, which is what I see on social media. It's just, it's a lot of the same shit now. There's nothing that's like, and especially on the algorithm, the algorithm is just like, well, you like a lot of this. So that's all we're going to give you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. well, how, how am I going to know if I'm gonna like anything else? And you're not going to expose me to anything else. It's like, obviously I always make sure I expose myself. But, you know, for the average person, especially the teenagers, they're not going to do that. They're just all they're exposed to is what they're fed. And like, and it just becomes this new just regurgitating cycle. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that whole line that I came up for that course was something I just was like, that's probably one of my favorite lines that I wrote for that song. Um, to me, it's probably one of the most powerful things. That's why I made it the chorus. Yeah. Um, so that's where that kind of came from based in reality but uh as far as the story goes um i'll be talking about the um the governor of unity city and how he's kind of um turning citizens on backdraft with propaganda and narrative yeah. that um it can make it paints backdraft more the villain whereas backdraft all he's trying to do is protect his side of town um but you know because of the way he's able to disassemble the idea of backdraft and make it fit into his own constructed reality that he uses to control and manipulate uh, Unity City, um, it's that's going to be a big conflict. So now, not only is backdraft trying to just fight um, Annex Corp, uh, he's now having to fight citizens who have now turned on him. Kind of inspired by Spider Man, how you know J. Jonah Janus, Jameson, uh, you know tries to paint spider-man in a negative light it's kind of like that only um it's going to be a little bit gnarlier it's going to be that darker level that um you always kind of wish that could be explored like if someone let's like, came up and tried to fight spider-man you know yeah like, it, or it's try kind to like, of, like civilians try to take them out you know right it's kind of um kind of the the red hood right jason todd like i i'm this vigilante i you know, been trained, whatever people start to turn on me because they don't like my methods, you know? And like, right. That was the thing with Jason Todd is as we nerd out here on this for a minute, a lot of people that aren't familiar with the comics, you know, 
the perception of him is, oh, he he fell from Batman's grace, if you will, and he he's this villain. And it's if you actually look into the Red Hood and whatnot, he's not. He just understands that Batman not killing people isn't fixing the fucking problem. So he's going to figure out how to fix the fucking problem. Oh, dude. Yeah. I Red Hood is like I love Red Hood's a big inspiration. Like I've always got, you know, because we all have a different sides to ourselves, but like mm-hmm. I've re- always resonated with uh, Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. But then when Jason Todd came around, when I got introduced to that character and everything uh, Red Hood is about, I'm like, oh, but that's also very much me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I was maybe more Dick Grayson growing up when I was a little bit more altruistic and a little bit more, you know, innocent. Uh, but then as I got older, I was kind of like, you know, kind of like how how Jason Todd, like you said, he's like, ah, yeah, but is are those ways really fixing the problem? Right. Maybe it's time to try some alternatives. And yeah. uh, and, and I kind of, yeah, no, I really resonate with with Jason Todd and Red Hood. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Because uh, Backdraft basically is, he's Nightwing, Red Hood, like kind of put together. Yeah. He's, yeah. The, the, I got Le- Nightwing Leonardo, vibes from the yeah. mask, you know? Yeah. The, the, the mask was for sure inspired by a like OG Nightwing when his mask was like really big. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. like the, I think it was like in the eighties is like when he first became Nightwing and he had like the big collar, you know, like yeah. the big blue collar and stuff. Uh, I always thought that mask was so cool and it was so hard to find. And I yeah. finally found this company on, uh, I think I found them on eBay and they made these legit masks. Um, they're kind of like a, God, I think it's a leather type of material. Um, it's really well-made. And I put the white eyes myself because I wanted white eyes. I love the white eyes. Yeah. You just don't get to see that a lot in cosplay. Um, And that was something that I liked, especially for when I'm performing shows. No one really knows who I'm looking at. They can be like, is he looking at me? Is he looking at me? Is he looking at you? Is he looking at me? (laughs) Um, I kind of want that, that kind of mystery. But then also, too, when I take my mask off during the show, it's like a little bit more of um, a profound moment. Because now you yeah. can see my eyes and now you can see exactly who I'm looking at. Um, so that's all another reason why I kind of came up with that idea for the theatrics. Um, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, the I yeah, I love Nightwing. Um, I love both those characters, just like Leonardo and Raphael from mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Those were always my two favorites as well. And they are just that balance. Cause I always feel like that's, you know something that you have with yourself you have this this best self that you want to be but then you also have this other you know not super great self it's the but you know it's that side is the one that like you know gets the attitude that gets the anger that that's the side that also kind of pushes you through hard shit Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's kind of like you know we're always kind of in battle with those two selves and um i wanted a character that also just kind of really had that he has this inner turmoil he has this hothead side, um, but he also does strive to be better. He's not just so lost in himself. He's he's also like, I do want to be better, and I will learn from my mistakes, and I will learn from my experiences. Yeah. So that's the kind of character I'm trying to create with Backdraft. Yeah, and I, I think that's dope. I think that's, you know, again, for casual fans that maybe aren't digging super deep into stuff yet or whatever, or new fans that are, are listening to this conversation. I think that's one of those cool things that, you know, having that little nugget is like, okay, 
I understand the thought process of this character a little bit more. So now when I listen to things and I read the story, like I can really en engross myself in what this is. Um, and then you mentioned the, uh, the trends and whatnot. And I thought that was funny because I just had a conversation. Uh, it's actually on the next episode that goes live uh, with Tyson from the band Crooked Teeth. Um, oh, nice. Hell yeah. 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 So uh, we were talking and he made the same comment about, you know, like TikTok and stuff. It's, you know, it's so much of the same rinse and repeat stuff from everybody. And it almost feels like disingenuous and you're losing some authenticity as well as the creativity because like, yep. well, I have to do this trend. It's not really my band style or it doesn't really fit what I want to do, exactly. but it's the only way I can get eyes to come over here. Mm -hmm. yeah and especially like especially with my thing i'm like i'm every day i'm trying to think of how i can do this or like do a trend and right. have it kind of fit with my band without it coming off cheesy or anything but i kind of was like yeah you know what there's if, if i see something that's worthwhile i'll do something cool um like i know that there was like you know one of the basic trends that i feel like will never go on quote unquote go out of style right. on uh on Instagram or uh, TikTok, but it's usually like a, some sort of transition into a new outfit, mm -hmm. you know? That's exactly what I was getting ready to mention was the pierce the veil thing that like blew up that transition yeah. video. Yeah, those those things are always, I feel like those will always stay and those always get views. Like I did one when I was getting ready for a show um, where I filmed myself going into an elevator as Kyle and then coming out of the elevator as backdraft, just like a seamless transition. The elevator closes. The door opens and I walk out as backdraft and that got so much attention. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just need, I do need to do some more stuff like this. I just gotta, I'm just got to think a little harder and just try to match whatever kind of trendy thing they're going and try to just kind of niche that into my band. Um, but even like I recently just did one that has nothing to do with any trends, but I did a, a video where uh, we were, we filmed a little video for our acoustic song for welcome to the fight that we put out a couple weeks ago. Um, but in like, while we were filming, I was like fucking around and I, my friend be like, I was like, yo, I have an idea. <laughs> and I did this like MTV cribs themed video yeah, <laughs> where I'm like showcasing my cage. <laughs> That's my home. Cause you know, we're supposed to be in this post-apocalyptic, like in a wasteland. So it was like, Oh, this is great. This cage, you'll totally make a good, like, this is my crib. <laughs> And, uh, and that got, that got a lot of attention that got a, a, you know, decent amount of views, but like, uh, you know, people were laughing and sharing it. So it was cool. I'm like, you know, sometimes you just, yeah, you don't necessarily have to follow a trend, just do something fun, do something just a little bit different and hopefully it'll just get a reaction. But that was nice. I was like, it was cool to be, cause I used to do skit videos all the time back in the early days of social media. Yeah. I used to love just doing ridiculous skit videos. And then, um, I don't know, I just fell off, but doing something like that was fun. So, and then of course, getting that reaction, of course, is like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let me try to do some more. I'm going to follow up that video. Um, cause there's a, a part in that video where I make fun of tall people where I'm like, it, you can't fit tall people in here, which is fine. Cause I fucking hate tall people. Right. <laughs> and so I'm going to do a video where I, uh, acknowledge that, what, that I said that, but I'm going to do it in a way that I think will be funny, especially in the current state of cancel culture and shit <laughs> yeah yeah well that you know that's the other side of all of this like you know the world has become 
so attached to social media that like if you offend anyone no matter if it was intentional or not like the cancel culture comes out so to to your point like you have to be very intentional with what okay what am i going to do how is it potentially going to be perceived is it you know it does it fall into that trigger area of mm, probably not the best idea but then sometimes you still have to weigh that option and go you know what but it's still the most authentic thing or the right thing to do like you know it's so unfortunate especially like on the comedy side of stuff you know like so many comedians that have been canceled and stuff and it's like guys jokes aren't intended to be like the they're they're a safe space everybody's allowed to to enjoy and laugh like it's not an offensive thing it's a joke like chill out yeah and guess what guys no one's safe from comedy no 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 if that if you could if there's certain things you can't make fun of then that's that's not a world i want to live in <laughs> no i i totally agree um so yeah what does uh kind of as we transition towards the end of the episode here what does the perfect 2023 look like for you kind of what's on the books that you're allowed to talk about being diy you can talk about whatever you want but you know what i mean uh yeah. what do you want to give away but what do you you know without ruining anything for yourself um i definitely have goals for the year um honestly this is if i'm gonna give any spoilers away is uh i'm gonna try to make this my biggest year um even though i did lose two members i still have my drummer uh kevin aka zero and i have my rhythm guitarist backup vocalist basically he's my number one he's my second in command um joel aka phase um we're gonna write and we want to put out an ep probably in like maybe the fall time um like five or six songs just kick-ass fucking songs um and put out finally the first issue of the comic book for sure um and just just content i just want to put out content i want to build this fan base up i want to i'm going to be going out to a WonderCon. Uh, i believe that's in march um i'll be trying to maybe try to go out to comic-con in summer um i'm going to be just going out to as many things as i can and promote yeah and just hand flyers out i have these really cool like flyers that i made using our our artwork from our music video with a cool little QR code and also our information on it. Um, that way, if I can just hand these out to people, they can look at me like, wow, yeah, this looks cool. This, cause our work, our artwork is legit. Like not right. to toot my own horn, but like I got a legit artist to make me some awesome artwork. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's going to catch people's eyes and they're going to check it out. And uh, I can only hope that I, it's just numbers. I just get it out to as many people as I can and just try to make those, genuine connections because i feel like in this digital age there's not too many people that are out guerrilla marketing as much as before right and like that's what that's how i came up man in Greenlight theory we used to go outside of like house of blues or other other venues with our acoustic guitars and just play to the crowd as they're either waiting to get into the venue mm-hmm. and then later on and then we'll go get dinner and then when people are leaving the venue we just ask like, hey on your way out you want to hear a song and that, that's how we got fan. That's how we built our fan base. Yeah. So it's a matter of like, I want, I'm trying to get back to doing that as well as also, of course, trying to build that online presence. Cause I know that like, you know, being in LA, it's, it's, it's a hard thing. You can, you can try to get a fan base, but they're picky. 
LA is yeah. picky. Whereas I know like in even, even in other countries, say like even Japan, you know, I feel like this band in Japan would blow the fuck up. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like they would love us in Japan and I have not even tapped into that market yet. So it's like, who knows, maybe this year I'll just like, I'll start running some Instagram ads, TikTok ads in, um, in Japan and just trying mm-hmm. to get those because if hell man, if I get enough people out there who are just so into the music, they're streaming us, they're buying merch and save up enough money. Maybe we can just go play a tour in Japan or even just like yeah. two shows, just fly yeah. out and play two shows. I'd be, I'd be so stoked. So that's kind of the goal. Just put out, but like bunch of content, build that fan base. I'm just going to give it my all. And then at the end of this year, I'm going to, I'm going to assess, I'm going to assess where I'm at. I'm going to, and if, if I feel like I really, really gave it my all and just nothing happened, then I might kind of reassess how, I, how I'll be approaching Havoc Faction. Yeah. But if all goes well, if I really, you know, which I feel like, like I said, it's a numbers thing. I, if I'm really doing the work and I'm really getting out there and hustling and just getting as many people's eyes and ears onto this, I feel like there's no way it wouldn't at least be boosted up in some way, you know? Right. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I think you're like, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass at all. Like, I think you're right on the verge. Um, when I sent the song to a buddy of mine before I, you know, before I told him it was going on the playlist or anything like that. Um, I said, you know, like he and I share music all the time. And I was just like, nice. tell me what vibes you get off this. You know what I mean? Like, where, where do you feel like this is? And we both compared you to the same band. And I hope you take this as a compliment. We both thought the, the new song uh, is giving escape the fate vibes. Like oh, it is sick. this, yeah, it is this just like, it's a rock anthem, but it's not like the cheesy rock anthem. It's just got so many elements. And I think that's something you do really well um, throughout your catalog, you know, listening to the backstory as I've been prepping to talk to you and whatnot, like, you're not pigeonholed into one box. There's so much depth to your sound. And I think that just gives you such a stronger arsenal, hopefully, to make these impacts with fans and be able to say like, sure, maybe you didn't like, you know, Crossfire, but check this out. You know, this is this element instead or whatever. Um, And the versatility, you know, of potential tours you're not pigeonholed into, I can only tour with this type of band because that's what we sound like. It's, there's so much there. You could open for, you know, a metalcore band, post-hardcore. It doesn't matter. Like Mm. I can fit to this crowd. Dude, Josh, thank you so much, dude. Like that means a lot (laughs) because that's, that's always been my goal. I like a lot of different kinds of music. I like a lot of different kind of rock. I love hardcore and post-hardcore like Furnace Fest bands mm-hmm. you know i've been to that festival a couple times warp tour bands like but i also really love like yeah like alternative hard rock like breaking benjamin uh 30 seconds to mars yeah. um yeah do escape the fate writes awesome rock anthems you know papa roach like i love i love a lot of those kinds of bands but yeah i'm also a scene kid i love emo screamo like yeah <laughs> breakdowns and just so i'm just kind of been melding that together in my own way and like yeah like you said like oh if you you know if you thought crossfire was a little too melodic light poppy you're gonna like conflicts of confrontation because that shit is just 
lot of screaming. It's it's right. like very, it's like hardcore punk almost like in certain aspects. And uh, I like I like being able to have that. I like I like not putting myself like in a box and being able to play with different genres and well melding them in certain ways. But I also don't want to like you know I I wanted to make sure I'm not veering off too far. Yeah, no, it's still definitely a cohesive body of work. Yeah, it, it's not like you're just jumping around going, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. Like it's yeah, a exactly. very cohesive thing. Because I know bands that do that, and I'm like, dude, you sound your this song is just not even what I liked about what you were before at all. Like, yeah, it it makes me think of it's so dumb. It makes me think of Parks and Rec. So uh, Andy Dwyer keeps wanting to change the band's name. And uh, right. she, Anne's like, dude, how are you ever going to build a fan base if nobody knows what the name of the band yeah, is? Like, keep changing, no one's going to remember. Right. Like, if if you keep changing your sound, how are you going to know where your fan base really yeah, exists? Exactly. So, no, I th- like I said, I think you guys, you're doing it in like this very cohesive manner of like, this song sounds different, but it's still very much Havoc Faction. Like, there's yeah. not a, like... I don't know. You're not going like new metal all of a sudden and people go, what the fuck just happened over here? <laughs> We're like, whoa, these, they've been listening to a lot of corn lately. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. He started rapping is, is Limp Biscuit over here. Like yeah. Yeah. jumped in his why back is, pocket. <laughs> why is Backdraft rapping now, dude? What is yeah. going on? Yeah. So no, I think, like I said, I do think you're onto something. I think it's just a, hopefully not a long time, but it's just a matter of time. And like you said, kind of, that intentional targeting, you know, Japan, obviously, I think would do well with this um, stereotypically based off comic books and the conceptual thing. Um, but oh, yeah, also they, they love costumes and they love rock. But that's what I was just getting ready to say. Oh, like, rock, for whatever yeah, reason, man. people don't understand, like metal and rock kill the Japan yeah. scene like it is their lifeblood. Um, so I think you're on to something with that. I do think that's, you know intentional marketing is going to be the next step but you know i think uh personally it's just going to be you know like i just said a matter of time hopefully six months you know when that ep drops something like that yeah that's that triggering catalyst for a lot of people to just take a chance on you you know what i mean that's that's the big thing is taking that chance you know as a listener all the analytics obviously help because then you can market to bands like, hey, this is why you should take us on tour. But also, yeah. like, if they're if the listeners and fans are blowing your shit up, other bands are taking notice of that. They see who's popping off on TikTok and, and Instagram reels and whatever, and they're going to reach out and be like, yeah, you, you, we need you, you know? Um, another yeah. band that just came to mind that I think you guys would share a lot of like the same type of energy is uh, from ashes to new. I think. you guys, Oh yeah, dude, they're good. Yeah. I think you guys fit real well into that kind of mentality. So that's very true. I need to start marketing towards their fans because they have a yeah. solid fan base. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at, man. Um, obviously I'll link all your socials and everything, but where can people find you? What's the best way to interact with you online? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Instagram is my main thing. Uh, backdraft.official is my personal Instagram. And then uh, Havoc, H-A-V-O-C underscore Faction, F-A-C-T-I-O-N is the band's Instagram. I run that myself. So if they want to follow me or the band or both, 
whichever um i'm there i love connecting i i check it i'm i'm active i respond very responsive very personal on there um or personable um so yeah awesome yeah, those are my those are my sites dude it was such a pleasure talking to you dude like thank yeah. you so much for allowing this opportunity yeah absolutely i you know i I said earlier before we technically officially are going to have this in the podcast episode, you know, like the thing is you never know until you reach out and like you reaching out to me and being like, Hey, I think you would dig this. Like, will you go check it out? And then the conversation kind of starting after that. Um, I think that's the thing is, you know, in the, we mentioned it in the conversation, like the music industry is much smaller than what people realize. So that mm -hmm. networking is huge and you just have to take the chance to ask the worst thing that can happen is somebody says no. Yeah, exactly. And then, that, like I said about that, just, it's a numbers game. Mm -hmm. But usually when I see something like when I, when I saw, when I discovered your podcast, I was like, uh, yeah, this sounds, uh, dude, Josh sounds great. I used to have a podcast myself. Um, I might revamp it. I'm not sure yet, <laughs> but, uh, I just have, I always, I always try to take on so many things. But uh, I had a podcast for a solid year and it was great. And um, so like as someone who also ran a podcast, like I can tell that you are you you care. You're a good host. You care about your uh, your audience as well as um, your guests. So like that's why I say it's a it's a privilege to have been able to been on uh, this podcast with you. Yeah, man. I really appreciate that. Um, like I said, we'll we'll definitely keep you posted. You should be going live on pull the calendar back up here uh tyson's tomorrow and then I'm you will I'm be excited to hear that episode by the way yeah yeah it's super dope he's such a good dude um february 1st is when you'll be going live so um beautiful we'll, we'll keep you posted on all that get you any assets and all that for that as well but um yeah man i'm excited to see what the the year holds for you keep grinding because i like i said i think you're right there i think it's just that one or two songs that needs to pop off for you dude thank you and uh i think we'll be releasing those this year yeah awesome, conflicts man. and confrontation was just the first and like do the new stuff we're working on oh you're gonna love it do you like story of the year yeah oh you're gonna love it yeah <laughs> i'm 38 i grew up with story of the year newfound yeah. glory you know what i mean the F prime yeah, you, time of it <laughs> you and i are from the same era so like you yeah you're gonna love you're gonna love the new stuff awesome man fucking, it's gonna be good yeah, it was a pleasure awesome. it was a pleasure josh yeah, I really appreciate your time and uh, we'll we'll stay in touch for sure, man. Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you. Bye. And that was my conversation with Kyle Rutchland, a.k.a. Backdraft from the band Havoc Faction. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Huge shout out to him for, again, taking the time and reaching out to uh, do the interview. So... Um, that was one of the ones that I tell you guys, you never know unless you ask type of situations. And he reached out and we were able to connect and, um, yeah, it was, it was a, a cool conversation. Uh, again, I'm really excited to see where this year takes them. As always in the description of this podcast will be the social media. So be sure you go give a like, share, subscribe, follow, um head over to whatever streaming platform you're on give them a like a listen and all that there as well um and that's it that's everything for this episode and 
uh hope you guys enjoyed it hope that you guys are paying attention um we did start up the weekend waves 2023 playlist which is actually uh how kyle and i connected uh was off of him pitching the song for the playlist so we got that all set up be sure you go follow that on spotify um new merch is on the way i'm really really close to doing a reveal of a couple new designs and really excited for that as well so as always guys um i really appreciate everything you do for me concert season is starting back up so i will be hopefully very soon getting back into uh concert photography for the year uh hopefully be bringing you a lot of shows and stuff like that as well so thank you guys so much for everything you do uh be sure that you like share subscribe the podcast um as well as you know follow us on instagram that's where we're most active remember guys take care of yourselves take care of each other and you make the scene